Welcome back to the Power of Positive podcast. This is episode 56, and today I have a special guest. We all have a story, and our stories matter. And every story needs to be told. And sometimes those stories are hard to tell. And as I've said many times before, I'm all about sharing our experiences and what we've learned to help others. And sharing our story can be uh, healing and it can inspire other people who may be going through similar situations. And it can also cultivate a community. So I've asked my dear friend, Kim Ashlock, to join me today and share her story. Kim has grown through some difficult times in the last couple of years, and I'm just in awe of her strength and her commitment to herself and to her family and to stay positive through all of these times. And so I thought that by her sharing her story, she would um, hopefully encourage someone going through something similar. So Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you. So take us back a few years to, I guess, what started it all for you. Well, I have to say, first of all, that the only reason I made it through my tough times is I attribute a lot of that to you, Nikki Johnson. (laughs) Um, I really um, have done a lot of counseling and reflecting on how I've made it through what I refer to as my rock bottom. Um, The one thing that I'm going to try to make it through this without crying. (laughs) Um, What I referred to my whole life as the one thing that I didn't ever want to happen to me. I guess the one thing I feared most in life, which was infidelity. Um, I grew up around it and I feared it. And so because of that, I had trust issues my whole life and pretty much everybody knew that I didn't hide that. Um, everybody knew it. Um, and I met my husband when I was 15. Um, we were set up and uh, started our little fairy tale when I was 15 and he was 16 and just had an instant love and connection. And um, so that's kind of how we started out. But I was very, I was very different. I was a very different person until I became friends with you, Nikki Johnson, and um, started this journey to becoming a more positive person, which I really feel like is what um, got me through the last couple years of hitting this rock bottom in my life where infidelity entered, um, entered into our marriage. And um, something I always thought I knew if, if this happened in my life, I knew exactly how I would react, but you never know until this exact thing happens. And um, Nikki was actually one of the first people that I reached out to for help when this happened. And, um, because of the power of positive, because of all of the growth I've done in my own mindset for gosh, how long we've been friends, Nikki, like eight years. (laughs) Um, Yeah, probably. It feels like forever. Um, when my rock bottom hit, it was, it was that personal development work that I've done for, for the past five, six, seven years that really kicked in and, I guess, um, I've even said to my counselor saved my life because, um, that's what I, I knew to do right away. It was call my friends, let them in. 
Um, don't go cry on the bathroom floor by myself. Um, allow those people closest to me to help and find the silver lining because that's what my mindset has been trained to do, that there's always the silver lining. And I'm very grateful that this rock bottom hit at a time when my mindset could handle it and um, could work through it. You know, sometimes um, when things happen that we don't want to deal with, right? Like things are super hard and you wish to just shut down and go on the bathroom yep. floor and cry. It's, it's our, some, maybe sometimes our instinct is what, what to do is to just to shut down, but reaching out to someone else, like I'd say, talking through things, just having someone else there to help is huge. So I'm very thankful that you have those people in your life and that you, like you had said, had that, that pre-work done, right? Yes. Like pre preparing yourself to handle anything because sometimes we can't expect, we don't know what's going to happen. And as strange as it sounds, preparing ourselves to handle whatever um, is huge. Right. So. And looking back on when I was, when this all hit me, um, I still am, I can still see it like it was yesterday. And I think, wow, like I, you know, as a child went through a lot of things and I would hide my anxiety and depression that I've always fought with my whole life. Um, I would hide it. I would cry on the bathroom floor. I spent a lot of time in hot baths by myself. Um, uh, I had, I had some self inflicting issues as a child, as a teenager as well. Um, I'd rather have that type of pain than the emotional pain. Um, and I wasn't able to talk about that until this all really hit. Um, but it was that work that I had done that when this hit, my instant thought was, oh my gosh, what do I do? And I knew, I knew right then that I had to reach out. So I guess that's my number one tip for anyone who goes through something that's rock bottom that you have to reach out for, you have to reach out to friends. And I was very fortunate that day that the three people I reached out to came to my rescue instantly <laughs> and was there for me and, and is still there for me today because I do feel like that has been the foundation for, um, for even, you know, for our marriage work is that I have those people to reach out to when I need to, that were there from day one, maybe not always agreeing with my decisions, but supporting my decisions. And I think that's also been key that when you go through, through things, especially merit, marital issues, no one else can make decisions for you. You have to make decisions on your own. And a lot of times you have to go against maybe the decisions of your closest people that you ask for support, but those closest people that you ask have to be people that say, we support you in the decisions that you make. We're going to give you advice and we're going to, you know, give you our opinions, but ultimately we're going to support what you do. And I'm, I'm very grateful to those three people, um, who will hopefully listen to this and, um, that they've stood by the decisions that they maybe didn't agree with, but they're still here for me and, um, supporting me through it. And, you know, my husband and I are still here a couple of years later, fighting through stronger, honestly, than we've been since we were 15 and in high school and fighting through a lot of things back then too. <laughs> when you just spoke of the friendships disagreeing with you, you know, um, last week's episode where we talked about letting go of friendships and how, difficult that can be. But 
when we realize, um, unfortunately in this situation, you may have realized who your true friends are because true friends will support you no matter what, because they love you. And while they may disagree, they love you enough to support you in your decisions. So unfortunate, an unfortunate situation, but that silver lining, like you talked about finding, finding your true friends. It did. And it, it, it did. Um, we had a very large circle of friends, um, and it did, uh, lessen that circle intensely. And that's been another, um, I guess, process I've had to work through from going from a very large circle of friends to realizing and really reflecting and looking back on, you know, who really checked in on me during this time. Because obviously when things like this happen, um, rumors fly quickly, things get out quickly. Um, I have been sharing my story on social media ever since day one of my health journey. And so honestly, I knew right away, I took a couple days off of social media, obviously to kind of mourn what was happening in my marriage and, and work through things with my kids. But I remember talking to you, Nikki and saying, and and even talking to my husband and saying, I need to share my story because it's a powerful one again. And I, I feel healing power from helping others And I had a lot of women and men reach out to me during this time. And still today, I'll have people reach out to me and say, you know, how do you, how do you guys do it? How did this work? And, um, I guess my main advice to these people, even to this day has been, it has to be both of you. And in a lot of cases like this, um, both people are not 110% invested in the marriage. And in our case, Um, we were very fortunate that we were both 110% invested in this, you know, Aaron was very, what do I have to do? Um, I was very, okay. I'm, I'm willing to do whatever as well. Uh, you know, counseling and things that made both of us very uncomfortable things that we maybe wouldn't have done before. We didn't even hesitate to do, um, we we read the five love languages together and, and counseling and things that, and I'd actually mentioned in the past, but our communication level wasn't there. That was a big problem that we had to work through. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention for anyone looking for ideas, um, I found a book on Amazon called a couple's love journal and it's 52 weeks of just kind of writing back and forth. We didn't use it as a weekly thing, but, my husband works the swing shift job. So he's gone a lot and we would send this book back and forth with each other. So it has little writing prompts. So he would answer it. Then I would answer it. And it just kept that communication going because obviously we've known since day one, I have that communication is tough. Um, Obviously it's usually a female thing in most cases. And it was in our relationship. It was hard for him to communicate And, um, so that was just another thing that we researched out and, and learned from counseling that we have to talk to each other more. And, and again, you know, when these things happen, it has to be both people or it's not going to work. Gosh, a theme that I'm just hearing from you over and over is you can't do this alone. You know, you can't, um, like you said, reaching out to friends initially, and obviously it can't be one-sided and obviously a marriage being two, but your commitment levels have to be the same. And communication is so hard, so hard, but 
so, so important, like one of the vitals of marriage. Um, and so that really seems like a really great tool, even for um, just for people who don't think they're having problems. That was an air quote, by right. the way, because <laughs> I know a lot of times people will think, um, especially with marriages that, you know, oh, our marriage is fine or, oh, we don't need counseling. We're fine. And like you spoke of, like the work that you did before this happened, how drastically that has helped you through this. So I think just, a uh, what do you call it? Um, promoting or whatever of, um, marriage counseling that don't wait until you need it. Another quote there, uh, if you really value your marriage, invest in your marriage before you need to. Right. And I really felt like we were doing well. You know, I had, I had trust issues obviously in the past, but the time in our life where we were, I really felt like things were okay. Um, in our situation, uh, I found out it was years of issues. So that was even more to deal with. And I want people to know that even when there are years of things to deal with, um, I will say alcohol was involved in that. And I'm very proud of my husband that he has been sober since um, really the day after our rock bottom hit. And he has stuck his guns to that. He made that decision completely on his own. um, And he had learned through counseling very quickly and even really on his own before we started that that was his way of really self-medicating himself for his lack of communication and his stress and not knowing how to say how he feels and what he needed. And, um, he's, uh, completely, he's like the man I had in high school again. And again, that was something I had brought up, but until he was ready to do it until he made that decision, he had to make that decision. And, you know, I had done the pre-work with my mindset and I'm so forever grateful for that, that I was at the place where I was because now I am at the place to help him work towards those things as well. So mindset is key. In all areas of life, right? In all areas of life. (laughs) Yes. Even, (laughs) even in marriage and work and in all areas of life and friendships. Mm. Um, I mean, we've really become, uh, best friends, I guess. And I always, I always wondered if that was needed in a marriage. I won't say we weren't best friends before, but you know, I would look at other marriages and think, okay, we do a lot of different things separately. And my friends would kind of say, is that kind of an issue? And I always felt like that was a good thing. You know, we had our own things, but we needed to balance it better. We needed to have our own things, but have things together more. And, and, you know, we really had to bring our kids into this too. Um, our kids are older, uh, ninth grade and third grade. And, and when this happened, counseling really helped that as well. And we were doing it wrong. We didn't realize how much we needed to have our kids in this process of rebuilding and, and let them know exactly what was going on, which was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. But there was a lot of resentment um, when you don't tell your kids what's going on because they want to put blame on one parent or the other parent until they fully understand. And, you know, we'd opened up with our older son. And so he really knew what was going on, but we hadn't opened up to our younger daughter. And so she was putting a lot of the blame on me, which was really hard. Um, and even with her dad trying to explain to her that it, this, this was on him. And, 
our counselor really helped us work through that, that if you don't be honest with your kids now, they will find out later and they will be very upset with you that you weren't real with them. And so our kids are very aware of what we went through. They're, you know, they're very aware of what happened. And um, I think we're a very, we're much, much stronger family all around all four of us because of it. Oh, that silver lining, right? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. You can't control the things that happen to you, but you can control how you respond to them, what you do next. And you have chosen to take this unfortunate um, circumstance and make it uh, the reason that you are stronger as family. Incredible. So you've shared a lot of great, I guess, advice for people maybe going through a similar situation as far as infidelity goes. What is just, just a general, you know, we have negative thoughts that creep in and they do that often Uh, daily, right? So what is your go-to activity or mantra that helps you pull out of that negative state? Well, I have to say to anyone going through any, anything that's affected them negatively, obviously this is something I will probably fight. And I, like I said, I've fought with trust issues before, and obviously I'm going to fight with them now. I, I refuse to allow them to overtake me um, because of the mindset work I've done. But there are times we actually had a recent issue about a week ago where I just I I just couldn't get out of the mindset. I, I just all of a sudden was having issues again with my trust and um communication has been that key again for me to let him in and tell him what I need to tell my kids. Um, and I guess my overall, my overall advice is find whatever it is that burns that stress relief off for you. For me, it's taking a power walk up to my grandpa's cemetery, up to the grave and talking to him, um, on my own (laughs) and, uh, sorry. Um, just reflecting with that, the, I guess I see him as that one man that I've had in my life um, that I've not ever had trust issues with. And uh, just being able to talk to him. And, and it's the physical activity of that as well. <laughs> I actually messed up my knee jogging up to him <laughs> a week ago the other day because I was upset. But that's what I needed to do to uh, burn off the frustration. You know, I don't allow it, like I said, to overcome me. Um, so it's really hard that I'm having to rest my knee right now because fitness, as much as it's not a passion of mine, um, it's a need of mine. And even after this all went down, um, I would push play on my home workouts that have, you know, saved my mindset to hear my trainers fill that positivity. I think it's not just the workout for me. Um, it's hearing them tell me that I can push through the hard Mm -hmm. and not, you know, as I'm doing the workout, I'm not thinking about pushing through the workout. It's pushing through how hard sometimes life can be Mm -hmm. and the mindset of this can be, and really, um, focusing on the positive things, you know, I'm, when, when things get hard, I'm constantly reminding myself what an amazing dad my husband is, um, all the amazing things he's always with the five languages. We've really learned what each other needs. And he drops 
often little things that remind me how much he loves me. Um, and so it's, it's finding that for you, whatever that is. And for me, it's really been fitness and it's, it's really been staying on the straight path with my health as well, because when I'm eating really bad and I'm quote unquote, self-medicating myself with food, then I start to feel really bad about myself and I feel sick to my stomach because of the food. Um, and that just kind of spirals me into that bad mindset again as well. So it's staying on track with all of this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's where this health lifestyle that I began with Nikki all those years ago just continues to pull me out when I need to do that. And I'm so thankful my grandpa's grave isn't any further away because <laughs> my knee could not handle that. I really, really don't like to run. Nikki knows that, <laughs> but every now and then when I'm frustrated, I just need that jog and it's a perfect place to go to just, you know, go hang out with my grandpa and, mm -hmm. and tell him what I, what I need to tell him. <laughs> I think those are those are vital moving your body. You know, uh, most of the time, the thing that we need the most, isn't the thing that we want to do. We'd rather just sit and, um, cry on the bathroom floor or stay in bed, pull the covers over our head and not do anything. But that just leaves us stuck yep. physically and emotionally. And by getting up, moving your body, you're going to feel that endorphin release, whether it's like a crazy sprint or just moving your body, even if it's just getting up off the couch and walking, right? Walking to the kitchen, whatever that is, just that simple movement can cause such a change in your mental state as well. And then having your grandpa to talk to, like you talked in the beginning, just reaching out to someone else. And I think if you don't have that someone else to talk to, journaling it out um, is, is a great alternative. If you're not close with someone or you don't have that someone in your life, if you need that face-to-face, -face, um, journaling is another option. And I know a lot of times people will say, because I've said it myself, I don't know how to do that. I don't know what to do it. I don't know where to start. And like anything, you just have to start. You figure it out as you go. And uh, like I've said before many times too, me talking through things is my way of processing, dealing, and healing. And again, if you don't have that person to talk to in person or over the phone, then writing it all out is, um, is a great alternative. And you know, ultimately, ultimately, there is always someone struggling with something worse than you. Exactly. What you focus on grows. So focus and give gratitude to the many blessings we have. Kim, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. I know it's not an easy topic to talk about. Watching you continue to fight for your marriage and your happiness and continue to choose positive is such an inspiration. Stay positive and stay healthy. Thanks for joining me today. I hope my sharing has helped you in some way. And if it has, let me know by connecting with me on social. You can find me on Instagram at I am Nikki J. That's the letters I M N I K K I J. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your stories to let others know this episode was helpful to you. And could you tag me also? I want to know which topics benefit you most. One more thing. Could you take a second to rate the podcast? It would mean so much. Your rating and comment will help people looking to connect with people like you and I find this podcast too. 
Thanks so much.